The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now you would have heard in the news headlines earlier today about Amazon having been granted a planning permission for two new data centres in North Dublin. Uh, some people are opposed to this, including environmental groups who've long opposed uh, data centres on the grounds that they place further pressure on limited energy supplies and have an adverse environmental impact. Jennifer Whitmore is a Social Democrat TD for Wicklow. Uh, Jennifer, I understand you have concerns uh, about uh, the, well, the proliferation of data centres, if we'll describe it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, last year, actually, I, I called and Social Democrats called for a moratorium on data centres because we could we could foresee that there was going to be problems coming down the road when it comes to energy supply and energy security. Um, unfortunately, the government uh, didn't pay heed. And, and we're now in a position where we're having amber alerts during the summer period. We're going into a winter where there is a major gap between energy supply and energy demand. And that's all down to, as you call it, the pr- proliferation of data centres within the the country. Um, we have seen a huge increase in data centres in Ireland. We're currently at around 14% of our electricity demand uh, is actually for, from data centres. But uh, it, that's forecast to actually grow to 30% by 2028. Um, so we can see, it, it, you know, they are major, major energy users uh, in Ireland. And uh, my fear, my belief is that the government hasn't managed this properly. They haven't strategically, you know, analysed uh, the impact of the data centres. There's been no real programme to say, well, you know, how many data centres do we need in Ireland? Because, you know, we're realistic. We know that there is a need for data centres. We're moving to a more digital way of working. But, you know, how many do we need in order for Ireland uh, to be successful in this area? How many can we cope with? You know, what what uh, can our grid take? What's the impact of all these data centres on our energy supply? And how do we manage that? And unfortunately, the government has really run a, a very much a free-for-all policy to mm. date. And as I said, we, we are starting to really uh, feel the impact of that when we're looking okay. at let, blackouts during the winter period coming. Let, let me introduce Conor Skeen, the Sunday Independent columnist who's with me in studio. Conor, in, fair, in fairness to Jennifer, I mean, she's not a troglodyte. She recognises we need data centres. Uh, that is the world we live in. But uh, somebody needs to shout, shout stop uh, for the moment, in the short term, until we realise what impact all of this is having. So is that many, fair? So many qualifications so late in the day. Um, <clears throat> hello, Jennifer. Uh, I can't disagree with a lot of the um, the analysis you've made, uh, particularly about the lack of planning and the lack of foresight for this. I think that we all need to be careful about using the words um, that it's all down to or it's all caused by. Uh, I think that there's, a, there's an old thing that philosophers do, trying to work out the difference between attacking symptoms and attacking causes. So what we're seeing at the moment is a symptom. We are absolutely definitely in the amber alert as a country, as a whole. We are going to see real strains on the network over not just the next winter but maybe the next five or six winters right so if we're going to do that let's make sure we're attacking the right issue so in the old days there was a phrase called whipping boy so you wanted to see something was done so you took some poor unfortunate devil and you led it the hell out of him. It's nothing to do with him. It wasn't his fault. It is arguable that our uh, easy to attack data centres have become the whipping boys for an extraordinary failure of planning, forward planning and management of our entire grid system. And in a small number of years, we will uh, regard the ability to attack the uh, power centre, the usage of data centres as a luxury as we realise suddenly now they're going to be coming for our factories and our hospitals and a whole bunch of other things that are going to have brownouts and blackouts caused Mm. by this incredible lack of planning. So, for heaven's sake, continue to do what you're doing, Kieran and, and Jennifer, in drawing attention to this issue. Let's please attack the right targets. Jennifer, are you guilty of attacking the wrong target? 
No, absolutely not. I mean, when we're talking about a sector of, of uh, industry that's going to account for 30% of energy demand, I think that would absolutely signal that that's a sector that needs to be managed very, very carefully. And what we're saying is the government hasn't managed it. Now, we need to move to renewable energy. We have very ambitious climate targets that we need to meet. Um, and to be honest, most of the targets are predicated on the fact that we will have 80% renewable energy by 2030. But that isn't guaranteed. A lot of people are actually uh, ringing alarm bells about whether we are going to be able to meet those targets. So in the absence of knowing you know, that we're absolutely going to have the rene- all the renewable energy that we're going to need to meet our targets, I think it's absolutely fair to look at the biggest the biggest sector when, when you're talking about energy demand um, for, is, is, is the large energy users such as data centres. And I think to call them whipping boy is actually, you know, it's, sort of, it's, it's deflecting from, from the part that they're playing in this. Um, we've seen a 250% increase in the energy used by data centres since 2015. In fact, there's been 30% in, in uh, we're up 30% on last year. So, you know, there, there is an obvious uh, growth in that sector. Um, and even when you look overseas, I mean, uh, across Europe, you're looking at, I think it's 2.7% on average um, of electricity demand comes from data centres across Europe. In Ireland, we're, we're looking at... Um, uh, we're looking at uh, the 14% at the moment, and as I said, it's going to grow to 30%. So I think there's an obvious problem, and the government hasn't identified uh, the, the risks associated with that problem. Um, and it's not just, I'm not just talking about risks to, you know, the, the amount of energy uh, demand from data centres is pushing up energy prices for people. It's putting pressure on our, on our grid. It's resulting in, in energy insecurity. But there is also a risk as a country uh, from reputational damage. If, this, if we cannot say to companies, companies that, that are going to come in here um, and to our existing businesses in Ireland that, that this country will be able to keep the lights on for them. I mean, that is an obvious reputational risk and, and Intel have already identified it as such. So, you know, I think it's, unf- I think, you know, you're, you're, you're giving an excuse to say that we're calling them the whipping boys. We're not. They are actually a problem and we do need to know how to manage them properly. Honor. Okay, there's a few bits and pieces there just to unpick it back. Our um, electricity prices are rising and are going to rise a lot. True. Our grid is under a lot of pressure and will be under more pressure. True. Data centres are large energy users that contribute to that. True. All those things are true, but not telling the whole truth when we go into a courtroom, we're asked to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, is that we are growing, as you rightly say, Jennifer, across a whole range of things. We're an extraordinarily successful country internationally. And the fact that, for instance, we're using more of our energy for something like um, data centres is an indication of our relative success. We're also using an awful lot more of our energy than other countries for things like pharma and information technology and all kinds of things. That's what we do. And Jennifer, just lest we fall out over the wrong things, you're absolutely right. The critical danger here is not just running out of juice, but it's the reputational damage of being seen not to be able to do it. Mm. And saying that we can't accommodate data centres today means somebody who's sitting in Cincinnati or Madrid trying to make a decision about where to invest tomorrow, it's not just data centres they're going to be worrying about, it's everything else. So I am saying that there are, is severe whippings needed, but let's, for God's sake, attack the right people and address the right issues quickly. And nobody is asking for a Doyle committee tomorrow morning to ask why this massive failure of planning has happened and who's responsible. But just because or just if if somebody does accept exactly what you're saying, that this isn't the fault of data centres, this is a failure of, of planning at state level, they still might say the consequence of that 
is that we don't have the capacity to accommodate these new data centres. In other words, yes, you've got to treat the cause, but a good doctor will also treat the symptom. Um, you're right. Or as a lawyer friend of mine says, friend says, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the data centre, it'll be data centres today. It'll be a big pharma centre tomorrow. It'll be a big IT manufacturer the day after. Tell me where you want to stop, where you want the list to stop by telling people they can't come here. Jennifer? Where does your list stop? Where's your red line? Well, I think what the government needs to do is actually say what percentage of the grid and what percentage of the energy use they're prepared to allocate to large energy users and what what, uh, what percentage we can manage and is sustainable. Now, when Connor talks about not holding, you know, that it's not the data centres that need to be held accountable here, it, it's the government that needs to be held accountable because this is ultimately their role. Their role is, is to make sure that the lights stay on. Um, and it's through their different mechanisms. So it's, it's through the CRU or through our group. But ultimately, it's the minister and the government's responsibility here. Now, the Social Democrats had uh, a motion last year. We debated a motion in, uh, in the Dáil calling for a moratorium on data centres because we foresaw, as other uh, groups saw, air grids saw that there was going to be a problem with the amount of energy that data centres were using. Um, and, and, you know, so, but, but the government was not prepared to listen. But so should, should, the absolute, same, should the same logic, should the same logic apply to the huge new Abbott plant, pharmaceutical plant that's being built on the outskirts or planned to be built on the outskirts of Kilkenny, we'll say my hometown? Yeah, it's going to be, I, a, it's, I, going to, it's going to be a huge user of energy. So I think what we need to move away from is, you know, we're having this debate today because Amazon got a couple of uh, planning permissions granted. Uh, last week, it was a data centre in uh, in Ennis. You know, you're, you're talking about a pharmaceutical company mm. in Kilkenny. We need to move away from this case-by-case approach. There needs to be a co- coordinated and strategic approach for the country because each of those huge uh, centres... Um, and huge but, data, but so, so, uh, you, so you're, logic, sorry, you're, you're happy to apply your logic then just to, to, to all heavy users of energy, including the if pharmaceutical we, we, sector. The, the government should need, place a moratorium, you say a moratorium on heavy energy users, a moratorium on the expansion of the pharmaceutical industry in this country. Is that, is that the uh, Social no, Democrats' uh, we're position? Not, n- no, not calling for a moratorium on, on, on that. What we're saying is that there needs to be a strategic look. There needs to be an analysis. And that hasn't been done to date. So you need to look at not just individual large users, but actually when they all come together, how we're going to manage them and what can we cope with. And I think when you're talking about a data centre that provides, um, I think that's a sort of false comparison because you're talking about a data centre that actually provides 30 jobs Okay, 30 to 50 jobs per data centre is actually what they provide. Now, there is knock-on jobs, but but the actual jobs, the full-time jobs that are created in a data centre is only around 30 to 50. If you compare that to what a pharmaceutical company Mm. would uh, provide, I mean, you're not... not Arguably, all the jobs in TikTok are based on data centres, you know, the existence of data centres, but people don't count them that way. But anyway, uh, uh, Connor, can I just... Because I'm just conscious of, of, of... of the time and the reputational damage we talk about, the possible reputational uh, damage. I mean, how worried are you that the kind of the abstract becomes tangible, that we do rep- we do damage our reputation? It's already happening. We never see the industries that don't come here because that meeting took place in Cincinnati or in Madrid where someone's already taken that decision. That's the scary bit.
All right, uh, listen, on that note, that scary note, uh, Connor Skeen, Sunday Pen columnist, and Jennifer Whitmore, Social Democrat TD for Wicklow. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. Uh, lots still to come, including after the break at uh, this uh, research in the United States. Eating two cups of grapes every day could help you live longer. Uh, no clarification yet on whether you can ferment them first. We'll try and find out. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.